0: Carrying huge pace, look how fast he's going. Polar opposite to the conditions he won in Lords, Rain so close Getting the last step down.
1: The crowd is roaring. He is gonna do it. He's gonna smash the time. Whoa! Downhill racer and our expert here today, Andrew Needling. During
0: my racing years and even now, I take my health and nutrition pretty seriously. It was so difficult though to stick to some sort of routine and remember to take all those necessary supplements. Then I found Athletic Greens. I'm so excited to partner with them personally and for this podcast. I actually started taking AG1 long before this partnership even came about. So what is this stuff? Think of AG1 as your all-in-one health insurance. I know I do. I've never been one for taking a million different supplements or vitamins. So this is just the perfect all-in-one solution for me. I actually look forward to taking it. I do it first thing in the morning. I feel more alert and focused and now I'm taking care of my body and health. I feel energized to get my day going. So check this out, with one scoop of AG1 you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery and helps enhance your focus. It contains less than 1 gram of sugar, no GMOs, none of that nasty chemicals or artificial anything, all while still tasting good. Let's be honest, we all know we don't eat enough vegetables or consume the healthiest meals some of the time, especially when we get busy. We all want something quick and easy which will help us in life. AG1 supports better sleep quality recovery, mental clarity and alertness. Now I don't care what you do, I think we all can agree this is super important. AG1 is trusted by so many professional athletes and health experts. To make trying it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash moving the needle. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash moving the needle to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The links will be in the show notes as well. Hello folks, welcome back. This will be the Crank Brothers Race Review. That's with me, Andrew Nietling, the host of this podcast. Now, Crank Brothers is synonymous with DH Racing. Last year, they celebrated 12 years in a row with Elite World Champs wins with that Mallet DH Pedal. Now, it's not just the pedals. Crank Brothers have been adding to their product offering. I'm in their shoes and absolutely loving them. Easy, the best shoe I've ever ridden in. And we've got a host of race-winning contenders, podium contenders, the likes of Bernard Kerr, fan-favorite, Lucas Shaw, Cammy, Balanche, and many more in those shoes. Now, a little spoiler alert. They just won both their women's and their elite race at round one in Lenzaheit. And that's why we were here on this podcast. I've got none other than Alan Milway, which helped in the preview show with Sven. But Alan is here. He's also a Crank Brothers ambassador. But more importantly, he was at their event. He was on site. We talked all about the hypothetical things that could happen and did happen. And, uh, I don't know. I think the change was insane. Like, but I'm almost thinking that the more things change, the more they stay the same is some of my storylines here. Cause we had, I'm just going to come out of it. I mean, what Rachel Atherton did and what you were sneakily probably assuming that could happen because you were with her with the training and sensing if she was going to race I mean, let's just start off right there. We've got Rachel Athen coming back to racing after her last win was in 2019. Yes, she dabbled last year and she did one race. She's a mother. She's got more, different priorities. But um, as much as the sport was changing, to have her back just felt like we went back in time as well.
2: Oh, Andrew, it was um, – it was it took me back to 2013 or whatever again. Um, she – yeah, she turned up um, was sort of a bundle of nerves, really. Um, didn't have the self-confidence initially. But yeah, she, you could tell her track speed is just amazing. And I knew straight away, I was like, oh, she'll win this. There's no problem. All we need to do is get her from this place to that place and then that place to that place. In the right time, she'll do the rest because uh, <laughs> she was she's back to her usual self of, the kit bag was open and there was kit everywhere and we didn't have pads in the right place for the qualifiers and it was it was quite funny it was it was it sort of broke the ice a bit um but what an incredible story to come back and she sort of built up like when you see in terms of her practice we didn't have time training that obviously we can get onto later but we 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 could see how the track was coming on in terms of her pace and then her qualifying time and then her semi, she was trying to talk herself out of going too hard. I just need to qualify for Worlds. And she actually, I don't know whether they got this on camera, but she made a right hash of coming out the start, getting the semi-final. And she sort of wobbled and her wheel just went over on the down ramp and she sort of wobbled. But I, I was standing at the top there and I heard her laugh and I was like, that is perfect. I was like, this is the she best. She
0: honestly giggled like yeah. about this like blunder.
2: Yeah just giggled and i was like that's exactly what we want because she's now sort of mellow and she can it's like you're taking a driving test and cocking up as soon as you come out of the test center you're like well i may as well just give it a good go now and let's see so um that was fantastic and when we got to the finals again she was in a flap she's like milway why have we got the turbo trainer there's no one else up here on a turbo trainer and i said oh rachel there's no one else up here you know, you've, quali- you've qualified second. Everyone else is down the hill. That's why you can't see any of this other stuff. And you can sort of see issues out of that practice, really.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking the first race of the season is a bit like that. And that's why sort of the cream can rise to the crop sort of at the first race, except for the juniors, which we get to. But yeah, it's like the first day of school. Yeah. Plus, there are some very big new rule changes that everyone had to sort of forcefully adapt to. And I, I must say, it seems like the riders we know they're professional and they're going to adapt and they're going to embrace it, but they seem to some of them almost like it. Um, so we didn't know how it was going to play out, but maybe talk me through first race, all these hypotheticals we spoke to, like how did the week progress into these, these format changes, which were the talking point of the pre-show and still a talking point because there were some casualties to yeah, that. So sure. yeah, like let's,
2: let's maybe jump into the building of the week with the rule yeah. changes. It's interesting. If we start with um, track walk day, traditionally track walk day was quite a mellow day. Um, it was brought forward in the last couple of years, but previously, I personally, I could fly in on the morning of track walk and then we could, you know, get there 12, two o'clock and have track walk and it was all quite mellow. But this year track walk was quite early. I think we were on track walk at 10 in the morning and we were all sort of getting used to it because the, the biggest thing that I spotted quite early on and I think some of the other guys would have spotted it too and we, I discussed it with my riders is that there was track walk in the morning but then junior practice in the afternoon and there was three hours, I think, two, three hours of practice in the afternoon for the juniors. Now, my comment to the riders is would we actually be better off doing track walk after the juniors have ridden? Because we'll actually see some development of the track, we'll see how it's cutting in and we sort of decided amongst most of us that we would ride, we would walk the track. It was the first race of the year. We wanted to see, you know, get a feel for it. But then um, the elites were going to go back up on the trail bike and come down during uh junior practice on the side of the track, outside of the tapes, just so that they could sort of see how it was developing. So I walked the track and then the juniors who walked the track with with us pretty much had lunch, kitted up and then headed back up. And to show how busy that day was, I was talking to someone that, that at the end of that day, and I was joking that one of the videographers fell over and we were having a bit of a laugh about it. And I said, Oh, that happened yesterday on track walk. And they were like, No, no, no. That was this morning. That was five hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it really was. It was really busy. And the other big change in terms of the schedule that I was reflecting on, and I thought was really quite interesting, was you had. Uh, sorry, junior practice, separate junior practice on the day of track walk. And then you had B practice, first of all, the next morning. So there was a total of five and a half hours of track time before the elites got on track. Now, I don't think I've ever been at a World Cup when that's happened, when there's been that much track development. And I genuinely think the track developed in a slightly different way because there was five and a half hours of B practice, essentially. So when we looked at a couple of lines and Charlie and Andy were adamant that there was going to be an outside, like an all the way around the outside line, but there was five and a half hours of the B riders doing maybe the main line. And all that was doing was washing marbles and stones onto what could be actually the race line. And I think that the track potentially didn't develop how it could have done because of that and it's quite a i wonder whether that's a good thing or not because actually a lot of times i would say to someone in b practice look you just need to wait till the a riders get on it and then they'll start to carve in these lines that are probably going to be the race lines but up on one of the top corners the first left hander i genuinely think that corner didn't develop how i thought it would because of those you know five hours of b practice before the the top 20 elite males got on it
0: yeah, that's, that's totally fascinating because mm-hmm. I'm just – while you're speaking, I'm thinking, cool, you've got to force yourself into deciding what strategy would be best. The old strategy isn't best because normally even course walk, to be honest, sometimes on certain tracks is a waste of time yeah. because if it's a very fresh track, you like you were speaking to your riders, we think the line going to be there, whether there be practice people cut in a bad line or not. It often doesn't happen. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you walk the course – to get a gauge of it, check where the dangerous spots are. But I'm thinking it's an utter waste of time, the way you're speaking. At, at most you walk it during the the juniors to yeah. see, you know, like gauge how it's going to run or what's a realistic line, or can you really hop that rock, um, which looks like you can when you're on foot or you go after that. So yeah, it may, might be a little waste of energy going so early if the juniors are going to anyway cut it in differently. And you can yeah. get a little bit of sort of information from even watching these fast juniors and and B practice riders. There's some incredible skill set in there, right? Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's that's an interesting tactic strategy that people are going to learn throughout the season,
2: right? I think so. I think it was quite bold if you did it in round one. We, you know, we yeah. highlighted it, and I know Madison Saracen. I don't think Matt Walker and Greg Williamson walked the track until after the junior practice. I don't think the intense boys walked the track until after practice. And I know that a lot of the elites came down during practice. But again, it changed the whole dynamic because normally junior practice and B practice, it's quiet, there's no one around, it's early in the morning. All of a sudden on the first corner at the start of junior practice, it was packed. The whole corner was uh, media, the top elites and Chris Hauser, uh, first ever World Cup, I've been working with Chris through the winter. He was the fastest guy on track for most of the weekend. His first run, I've got on video, he nearly writes himself off. and yeah, I know- imagine
0: he's so nervous because yeah, so he's nervous. like, Greg
2: Menard's watching yeah. me. Yeah, all of these people are here. And all of a sudden, he's like, well, I better just absolutely rip into these this first turn. He had no idea where he was going. He hit every rock. He broke a rim and um joe bowman who who's who sort of runs the union team he was joking with me he's like alan can you just have a word with this guy because we haven't got the spares budget i haven't got the spares budget for chris hauser and yeah it's it's just that's brilliant yeah it's just one of them and after he won i i said any review on the spares budget for chris <laughs> you know it's uh it's it's fascinating to see really how the weekend's shaping up so you, you had that about it and when charlie came down the following day after a practice he was shaking his head he's like where have you guys been going what's the track is mullered and you know obviously for a practice they're coming into a, a, a developed track and they're almost adapting to the lines that are there so
0: yeah that's an interesting point because previously you could get up to speed while the track develops you weren't forced yeah. to go fast now the lines like developed um that is a definitely a little bit different uh, riding style strategy for your first few practice runs because the track wasn't as mulled as you say previous way of run, running the track. That's, that's cool. It's nice to hear that because I don't think you can't see that on the broadcast. You no. don't know yeah. this. That's a total inside story that, I mean, I, I did think about when to walk the track or when I get to Leo gang, you know, I'm going to bother getting there early because I can go and keep the team company, but I, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. give them any Intel no. because that's going to happen probably after B practice okay, here are the lines that you thought about. Here, I'll go and watch B practice more than you. Here's where you can yeah, start to I save agree. time because it's it's kind of a faster turnaround to get up to speed because qualifying is important and, and and we'll get into that. So they did remove time training. So I have to apologize for revving Sven so hard about the potential <laughs> that they, so that was 100% removed? Yeah, they, they removed indefinitely it. Indefinitely
2: for the season or just? Oh, who knows? Um, Okay. One of the difficulties that we've had uh, that the biggest difficulty I had from a logistical sort of management coaching side of the race was that the communications, we didn't have much time to sort of understand what was happening and when. So we didn't have, there was no time training. We knew that. And we were told that they were going to run the management company. uh, I think it's called Chrono Race they run the timing system. Um, All riders are given a timing chip. So when they started, they were given a timing chip. And the idea was that Chrono Race would be publishing live timing. So if you're from the UK, you'll be used to this in a BDS race. So in a national race, you wear a timing chip and all the way through the day, your race run or any practice run is timed. So it's not really very helpful because there's people on track and stopping. And you know I don't think they had sector times. I may be wrong but what happened was there was a problem with the timing system halfway through the day and they can that anyway so nothing was published I don't see no one sort of shared that as a time training who's on pace style article Um, but we didn't have that opportunity to get up to speed and we didn't know when because the juniors were qualifying the following day we had no idea when they were qualifying, so it was quite hard to work out when their last practice run should be. And then with the semi-finals going into finals, we didn't know how much time we would have. So a lot of those side of things were difficult, um, and we were just having to plan for the worst. Literally, I, I was assuming the worst and going, what's my time frame for the worst possible sol- situation, and then working backwards from there. And it actually worked out all right. Um, and we can certainly get on, I, I know we'll talk about the race day loads, but Another insight that I think people might be interested to to know is regarding the whole course taping because there were they had these little uh, green um, bollards almost they just get stuck in the ground with a stake they they really didn't stay in very well but they they look great they 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 demarcate where you're allowed to go and where you're not allowed to go but they join them with this really harsh um, reusable tape almost it's like a woven fabric a plastic woven fabric the problem with that and and I I'd seen it early, and I was really concerned about it was it's at pedal height so if you come offline and you get caught in the tapes the tape doesn't snap we've all you know you'll have been through loads of tapes and I've watched other riders go through loads of tapes you get caught up in the tape the tape snaps and then you carry on and then some poor marshal is trying to join two ends of a Shimano tape together and mm. um, we've all been there um the problem with this tape was that it did not give and i saw two or three crashes where the tape the rider went through the tape and it caught on the pedal and just stopped the bike
0: oh that's horrible
2: it was it was horrible and in uh Hide, you've got a like a road bona log jump couple of berms then you go into a steep section and there's basically three lines inside middle and outside and those people taking the outside line It was getting rougher and rougher and they were just shooting straight on. They couldn't turn. But this bottom section had this tape all the way through and there was two or three massive crashes because the rider was on their brakes trying to slow down, couldn't slow down before the tape. The bike got tangled in the tape and they just got thrown out the front door. And that was a real, that was a real worry. I thought someone's going to have a broken collarbone for just no reason. Um, But fair play to Rory and that team because they listened. There was some feedback. I know Greg and Gwynny were quite vocal about this and sort of fed back. And they actually removed the tape from those vulnerable areas. And they just added more cones and bollards or whatever you call them. And to be honest, I thought that was brilliant. I thought it looked really professional. The riders just dodged through them. It didn't affect anything. So I've yet to really see the benefit of that tape. You know, I think you could just increase the the number of these poles.
0: Yeah, it's like the motocross team. Are tech. But I mean, it's good to hear because I'm going to say, I think a lot of what we're speaking about will be teething issues. Yeah, and absolutely. They, they sound like super yeah. responsive and yeah. can't get everything right the first time with wanting to change certain things. I just wonder if we're going to find a place where someone makes a mistake and misses one, but you could you could miss that if the camera's not there.
2: Agreed. Or
0: or you don't have the best angle on the replay. We've done it in slalom gate racing. Like you have to go to the replay and you're like, was his wheel on the inside, but the pedal hit the bollard. Like where was his line? Because if there's tape as a rider, it's going to slow you down. You can't just miss a pole. Like the tape would slow you down. Now this new thing would be dangerous. So you'd hopefully slow down, but you could just, you could miss one and maybe even unintentionally be out of the track for a split second. That might be one potential issue, but it's really good that they they're listening to the riders um, and then adapting from there. Um, That's pretty, pretty cool. And I think, like you say, all these things are teething issues. And then I also wonder as much as things change, they stay the same. The best riders in the world have an ability to accept what they can control and get on with what they can't control. And a schedule change or lack of having a good schedule can fluster yeah. someone with less experience or or that. And, and it seems like you were helping your riders. You were doing the planning, the worst case planning, and then they could just get on with what they can control, which was their speed on the track, yeah. but maybe some other riders, not these juniors, because clearly ignorance is bliss. Yeah, yeah. They just got on with it, whether yeah. they were protected or not. So um, yeah, that's really good intel. And I think with anything there's, like i said it's going to be some teething issues and 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 it seems like they're super receptive
2: yeah, to was, making
0: it making it safer
2: absolutely overall i, I mean I, I wouldn't i hope that i haven't come across as critical because i think no you know, no definitely, yeah, it's, definitely it's just not. trying to understand there were these changes and um you know these sort of logistics greg came down greg had a real problem with punctures this weekend it was a real it was a real pity and he was working up to speed and in his semi he got a puncture and completely wrapped the tire up in the wheel. And he came down and again, Greg being Greg, he's so experienced. He literally rides straight across the finish has the um, timing chip taken off. And he's obviously got a face like thunder, but he just walks up straight to his mechanic, lifts the bike over the barriers, gives it to the mechanic. That's your, you know, he was like, visually you could see he was saying that's your problem you sort that out i'm going to spin my legs off and it yeah. was really really good because everyone knew that there's no point greg stressing about it he knew what had happened he knew where it had happened and he was going to get the feedback of it later and um there were other people that had punctures they were quite prevalent really being at the bottom for the the racing quite a lot of people had mechanicals and i i again the the track went through this um sort of evolution through the week where there's some lovely sections in Lenserhide track. And I I, I was working it out because I was comparing, there was some line options available, probably on one, two, three, four main sections. I'd say there's four main sections where there was some key differentials. And the track evolved through the race week, but it went through a sweet spot. And I just wish that sweet spot was race runs. And I think the riders (laughs) wish it too. yeah, Because... um, uh, you know, to put it into context, the track was getting more and more blown out. And after practice on one of the days, we went, uh, me and George from Crank Brothers went up to ride this loam track. And we found this loam track. At, well, Danny showed me the loam track the day before we rode it. And we got to the bottom and we were riding back up and we bumped in some other people. We've heard there's a loma. Where's the loma? Now, that's incredible. But it just does that not go to show you how, pe- how psyched people are to ride fresh loam? you know, this is races after where's the loam track. I've just been rattling my teeth out on, you know, a track 20 feet across from this. And I, there's so much potential there. I was looking from the gondola and I think you could take the track still down the same hillside, but you can just, ah, oh, I just love them to take it on some fresh grass. Let these turns open up, take it off the main line a bit because the tracks get, it evolved really nicely because there were these fresher sections, but then it gets beat up. And uh, I think it becomes more dangerous then because the technicality of the tracks, not the problem, they're just going so fast, you know, so fast down it.
0: Yeah. It, it does take us. It is a skill to go that fast and be yeah. willing to not touch the brakes and yeah. accept the consequences, but it might be better and more fun to have a few more loamy sections bring back the skill of it's difficult to get through the section. The speed comes down. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it it definitely looked fast. It looked exciting, but I I was, there were some scary places. Like there was that after the drone shot and you come down some woods and then you take a left and then you go off that narrow bridge. Yes. I mean, you're asking the guys. Was
2: it Coulange? was right on
3: the edge.
0: You're asking the guys to keep pushing the limits, but there's no bailout. I always think there should be a bailout, whether, you know, if you if you bail out, you're not going to win the race. But if you bail out off that bridge and you get it wrong, yeah. it's a really big accident waiting to happen.
2: Yeah, it's a big problem. And the, so, yeah, yeah.
0: there is oh. that. Yeah, so more loan would always be good. And the, I mean, uh, no and, rider's is going to complain about no, that. So. And why,
2: why would you not? I, I, I'd love someone like, please respond to me and tell me I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about because I, I don't. But I don't understand why you just wouldn't go. The bike park runs from the top to the bottom. We will use certain sections for man-made stuff and the jumps and the stuff that takes digger, you know, bigger amount of digger work. But then just veer off so no one can practice it. It's completely fresh. There's loads of sections that would join. And you don't have to come away too far from the main line. And if the response to me is, oh, it's so that we can, you know, people can ride the World Cup track outside and they can come on holiday and ride it i don't agree with that at all no one wants to ride a world cup track after it's there it's just no not it. even the world cup races no what yeah they're good on it i know i just couldn't imagine anything worse like and love, that's the that's the fort william argument
0: do you absolutely. go to fort william and do runs with your mates
1: yeah oh probably not no. do
0: you find a loma and do runs with your mates that's why sladming was yeah. so popular back in the day and because it's an int- it's catch twenty two because the more people go into Schladming, the more they have to do work on the track, the more it gets beat up. Um yeah, you know, know, it's like there's, there's money involved as well. Of but course, it'll be I, interesting I if over time they realize before it's too late that we need a bit more work. I.e. the Val de Sol was started becoming a little bit more dangerous than it was in the past.
2: Yeah, and we've got to go there in a few weeks and I pray that will turn up and there's some fresh sections because that would just be quite depressing. And also a low, a way a fresh section of track works is it evolves in different ways and lines develop. And that's exciting for the riders because they've got to stay on top of a line choice and you can't commit to a line choice too early. It's a real challenge for the coaches because I ref- i've spent a lot of time going looking at comparisons and filming side to sides and trying to reflect on whether any of my advice was worthwhile giving because they it changes so often and if you were to take if you have to forget about mountain biking you look at you look at skills development in other sports they will always say that variation is the key to success in driving development okay so if you want to improve you want to add variation into that practice so I think it's only beneficial for a rider to try inside, try outside, try middle, go back, because they're not needing to get on their line too early, but it makes them very, very adaptable. But I don't think that's necessarily a race approach. That's a practice approach. But when you're on a race, it's very, I know that Danny, I felt as though Danny was maybe like a run behind. I think I said to him, I felt as though he was maybe a run or two behind because he wasn't quite sure where he wanted to be. And that's understandable because things were chopping and changing. But if you're at the top of the start getting you're trying to do your visualization and you're like, huh, which one am I going to pick now? That's no good, is it? That you I don't think you can win a race with that. Hmm, which one should I choose now? I think you need to be locked in. But then on the morning of the race day, as a as an interesting example, At the bottom of the steep woods, you had a right-hander, then a left-hander onto a whale tail. Jordan was taking the outside line onto that whale tail. And in his race run, he took the inside line. So the kid's adaptable. He's perfectly willing to go, well, I'm going to try the outside. No, I'm going to go inside. And I, I think the mentality aspect of racing, we all know, is the big winner. You know, that's where you really shine at the absolute elite level. And I think one of the aspects of that is... Do your semi-final run. We can review the footage. So we were watching the semi-final runs back in the truck, so we could. Oh, wa- yeah? yeah, we could watch that's that. That's part of back. the
0: strategy now. It's not just
2: Copra. That's yeah. Cool, hey? So that's really cool. I hope I. I hope no one else was doing that. Don't listen to this bit if you weren't doing that. <laughs> but we were watching the runs back. But in a way, is that the 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 most um, scary but exciting but potentially rewarding thing to do is to go. Oh, I need to be on a different line. You've got no practice. You've got no opportunity to try it. You've just got to go, I'm going to make a change. That's hard to do.
0: That's hard to do. But also that's the big danger is not trusting the line you're on and riding it with more commitment. I'd rather you be on a little bit wrong line and fully committed. But Greg Menard will be someone really good at that. But like you said... Then you have to have practiced all the lines and go. Well, that yeah, one was exactly good. That. Then it developed. I know where you I'm know, going. Yeah, exactly. Remember, that. we go to outside. Yeah. Hey, that's now trash. Yeah. Back to the inside. Yeah. Hey, inside's not the. It's back. What do you mean? It's back to outside. It's back to outside. So and that, really I think that's a really hard thing. Yeah. Really hard thing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All these new nuances to the strategy. Yeah. You know, GoPro and re- uh, reviewing footage is new. It used to be visualization only in your head. Um. You know these top guys all can subconsciously know where they dragged the brakes, yeah. where they weren't clean. Finn talked about it. All these guys, some of them might like it. They're forced to clean up the run, go back up there, and yeah. and commit to it. I wonder if we didn't quite get the full story of this two-run format at this type of event because it's a shorter track. It's not as physici- – would you agree it's not as physically demanding as a mountain and or Val de Sol on doing two runs in one day and having to push both of them hard?
2: <laughs> I I would agree, but I think that from I don't think it's the physical aspect that is the problem for the riders. I think it's the mental drain from gearing mm. yourself up. When we we're at the top, the vibe, the uh approach, the seriousness, you know what it's like. It's a really quiet environment at the top of the track. You've got the yeah. beeps going on, you've got the turbo trainer hum, you've got the gondola going round on its tracks, you know, that's all you hear. And th- it was semi finals, and I was like, bloody hell, this is Did the it feel like a final. Felt like a final, really. Felt like a final. Well, that is what it used to be the 60 yeah.
0: guys going at it. Now it's you're going at it again. Well, there's only, but 50- then you've got to do it again. Like, you imagine Andy Kolb's almost like you know, the biggest loser here, or one of them. Well, you yeah, know, like, yeah, yes, he succumbed to a race run crash, yeah. But if there wasn't the semi final, he would have been winning, qualifying, and second in the final with a mechanical. That's pretty, true,
2: but they're fun- pretty good weekend. Amazing. Now it's like I know. I know. He,
0: you can speak to it. It sounded like he just had a washout, or he didn't know what happened. Like, was just he tight? Sort of, yeah. Did you know what happened? Was it just the race run incident, and he was just pushing that hard for the you know, you are continually forced to push because you subconscious like, well, it's the next run. Every other rider is going to push. And, How hard did they go in semis?
2: Well, and you're stepping up because previously we went uh, qualifying run. And the finals was always faster. And now we've got qualifying run. Semi-finals has gone faster and become a race run. And yeah, the especially race if you protect it, you can go pretty hard in yeah. semis, man, for the points. And then you can step it up again. And the 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 interesting thing, so he he lost the chain in both the qualifying and the semi. I don't know if you knew he lost the chain in the semi. Not in
0: the, not in the quali. Yeah, I knew, he, he, lost I knew the
2: quali. he did it in the semi. Yeah, so he lost the chain in the in the qualifying as well. So he, he knocked a chain off on both occasions. And... I was with G at the bottom and interestingly, because I was trying, I wanted to find out when the, I thought the last time that the Athertons as a team went 1-1 was in 2013. So I remember they did 2013, Rachel and G won at Fort William. And then the following weekend, I think it was Sol, they won. And I wanted to ask G whether that if Andy had won, uh, would that be the, you know, the next time since. And we, we think that's right. I'm sure G's got no idea about this stuff. He, he couldn't remember w- what year he won Worlds in Valdesol, so <laughs> don't take it as gospel. But um, the, the interesting thing chatting to him was he said he felt as though Andy would have a better chance mentally of winning with this three-race sort of qualifying semi and final than he would have done with just two because he's backed himself up. Qualifying to semi, he's backed himself up. So I think it does give you this sort of reassurance, hey, I can do this. It's not just a, a fluke, and who like yeah. no one, anyone who calls a good result a World Cup a fluke is just. I'm not even going to say the word. I was fuming to someone said a couple of comments that they thought that Jordan's win was a fluke and that enraged me. Um, Yeah,
0: how was it a fluke? I didn't uh, see 20 guys get rained on. Oh, I don't know.
2: Let's not even start because I was fuming. But from a mental aspect, I think that you yourself, it will build your self-confidence to say, hey, I've done it in qualifying. I've done it in semi. I've just got to do it again. And it's that process that is more of the challenge now i don't know about this scattergun approach interestingly to see these like wild loose runs it's risky because if you have a wild loose run in qualifying and you don't quite get it right i think seven was it seven seconds or nine seconds separated qualifying i think that was the entire qualifying field top yeah seven. it was so uh, i've
0: got it here i you, you carry on with that thought process. Yeah. I'll just check yeah, you, you the that time. Up. Yeah,
2: the, the whole idea is to have a consistent run, and those runs where you could get in on a qualifier and then nine seconds, but nine that run. yeah, nine seconds. So, um, nine but seconds that's still entire, no joke. Yeah, it's no joke at all. And and then to see in the if you're, so I think probably Seth Sherlock might be a good example of this. I I you know I, I don't know Seth, but I knew I could see he came down. I think maybe. 45th something like that out uh in the qualifying so he came in the top 60 and that put him through to the semi now all of a sudden he's the the placing you know he's he's got in but he won't get in with the same result in that semi-final and to me that's quite exciting because what do they do they have to throw their cards on the table and go well let's give it everything I've got and you're going to get those people that just get in or who just miss out because that top 30 is no joke and you know someone like Taylor Vernon like why that guy's not on a a factory team I have absolutely no idea because he's just backing himself up and he got himself into the final and you know he he just does it with his mum and dad and I, I i don't understand but this this
0: format would certainly help the privateer or a tailor like hey i've got into the final two or three times Um, that's that's like even better for your cv you know it is um but speaking of that so the casualties the way i look at it i might miss some right i think these top 30 casualties uh matt walker won a world cup last year who um I added to the to the pre-show because I don't think he gets enough credit yeah. for for winning a race. Is Definitely. It, as we He's said, no fluke. He that, was eighteenth yeah. in quali, right? Yeah. So clearly he had the pace, no protection. So he had to ride within his means. Yeah. And then we had the issue, Mark Wallace, and and that's another big name, someone that maybe doesn't always yeah. qualify as fast, but he just sneaks in the top ten often. Remy teron has been showing pace, fourteenth in quali, easily would be in the final. And, and Ethan Craig, it's 15th in quali. These are no – it's not like they got 40th in the quali and then missed out. Like, okay, you maybe didn't have the pace that weekend. You can't pitch and moan. But I think those were officially casualties of it. Sure. And then another one, and in the ladies, I think Phoebe Gale, I don't know yeah. if there was more stories, but she qualified fifth. I oh, know. I mean, she's showed the pace to be in there. So it's an unfortunate Casualty. Uh, I'm not bitching and moaning. I'm not saying anything about the format. We were doing hypotheticals of what's going to happen, and there's the first few storylines. Yeah, for sure. I think Craig Minar without protection. I know that was just plain unlucky. You can't blame any format, anything. I mean, to have three flats in three
2: race runs is it's unheard of. And he did it in his last practice run as well. And it's really unheard of. Yeah, he was ripping the tire, and that's I think he cracked a rim on one of them doing the triple under the bridge. And that let the tire down, and then he was ripping tires. And yeah, it's very very difficult because you're having it's that fine balance, isn't it? You're you're taking the line that's the fastest line and the most aggressive, but you can't risk uh, a mechanical like unduly. You can't make a you know um, your line super risky because the I think the tires are the weakest link. You know the wheels are the weakest link on the bicycle, really. Um, these days yeah these that's days. a fair comment yeah, yeah you're just blowing to see a puncture in this day and age astonishes me but there's you know we're not on moose. that we don't have technology i yeah, know it's yeah, my, yeah. my biggest gripe over the years i just can't get that and um like it also for from a privateer standpoint that the the risk on the bike and having to turn the bike around The the timing was okay. I think race day was um, a really interesting difference. It was a fascinating difference. The juniors weren't racing because they raced a day earlier. So I I thought, you know what, this would be quite good really because normally on race day, personally, my time up the hill is pretty much done by then. I I just wait if a rider is like can you go there or can you go here? Yeah, of course, I'll go wherever you want me to, but I won't be up on the hill for hours. And I think I did a scouting run first thing to see the conditions. And I was thinking, you know what? I might have a chance for a coffee here, but bloody hell, nothing. It was women's practice, men's practice, women's semi, and then straight, I think men's semi, straight into the finals. And there was no chance to eat, no chance to sit down. And previously, we all had that three, four hours you know, where you sort of sat down and you put your feet up and you had a decent lunch and the riders might go off and have a sleep, but it was back to back pretty much. And I think that was better for the races for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hearing that. I think everyone's adaptable and maybe liking that sort of thing. Like, you know, maybe less time in your own head, just yeah. like, okay, yeah. I, I know exactly what I did wrong. I don't have to sleep on that tonight. For sure. Just go back to the truck, do my nutrition. I was surprised. Well, two things. I think we didn't give the watching the live semi final. even though the times uh, gaps are so short, you're not getting the whole track. Yeah. As a core fan, I did tune in and check the semi. Yeah. I did check it for results. Yeah. I checked it to get a gauge to keep everyone engaged, having a free semi, and then you pay for the final. Like I'm not going to get into the weeds of that. It's a lot of racing. You yeah. maybe lose wanting to watch the final if you've seen the semi. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like pe- I, that's going to be a whole nother topic, really. Maybe podcast, but I will say we didn't share. We didn't think it was a negative. We just maybe didn't mention enough that that is a pro for the sport. As a core fan, you can like check the yeah. semi final like live.
2: Yeah, yeah. I heard. You can see your yeah. mate
0: that qualified 45th yep. and, and you get to see him and the commentators are going to talk about. That's kind of cool. I must I say like, that was good. Someone brought it to our and I was like, you're right. We didn't, we didn't talk about it, but that's not because we didn't intend to think that it's a pro of the new format. Yes. So the core demographic.
2: I think can, that like, is. A it's bonus. like
0: watching F1 qualifying. We shouldn't compare it to F1. It's totally different. No, but, but a like a core fan, like in, checks the qualifying for a bit of a storyline.
2: Yeah. I think the, what was interesting was a friend of mine, um, from Birmingham Alec always will give me an update and and let me know how it is from sort of outside the race he he's telling me what he sees and one of his comments was he was watching the semi-final and he he loves watching that because he's passionate about the sport but he didn't he didn't know who was coming up and that was something that he was like I'm watching quite a lot of race footage but I want to know who's coming up so you know I think again with the Uh, as this goes on for the commentators to say, you know, in 10 minutes time, we've got Troy Brosnan coming up or in, you know, 15 minutes time, tune in for this. I think that that would keep people even more engaged because if you knew, oh, my favorite, my favorite ride is coming up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. I was like, when's the top 10 coming? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Teething things like I don't want to get into those weeds too much, but the core fan, you will say then is getting more. So, so that was pretty, pretty damn cool. Um, these juniors, maybe we should jump into it if we're maybe yeah. starting to get to that portion, Definitely. is they weren't protected. And we kind of, we knew the pace there. Can they deliver back to back to back? And they clearly built themselves through the weekend. Jackson was kind of coming off an injury. I mean, he was in hospital a week before. So maybe not pushing to his full extent, but I must say Jordan was solid in the quali, solid in the semi. Yeah. And then he's downright put down the most precise, cleanest, hard run there was.
2: It was amazing. And I think
0: Andy Kolb style suited the course as well. And that's I think why you saw him suit so good. Yes. I, I think someone like Laurie Greenland had the had the speed, had the fire, had the attack, but he just went I think precision beats that full out attack run, unless you somehow have a miracle make like zero zero issues yeah like we saw yeah. how big the mistake from loris how much that cost him absolutely and that, he was yeah, late that, on one turn one like, turn see you later it's You're amazing done.
2: and that section is really hard to get your brakes on soon enough to yeah. get into those turns and it, it is that balance and that's why um what i thought was really impressive was i think we did touch on it to someone messaged me and yeah. said you got your review cast bang on Milway. Now I don't listen back to these things because once it's come out of my mouth, it's in the public domain. And, yeah, um, you hope. No, yeah, you dread to
0: know what we I said. No, no I'm the same. I dread. To I, know. Know. I get I get requests on Instagram like,
2: yeah, I know. I am ask,
0: asked for feedback. I'm oh, like, no. oh no, what did don't I say take, no. I, but everyone's been very kind. Car- I think we did. I think we did okay. Minus, yeah. I don't think we gave Andy enough credit. I, we did speak about him. Yeah, very
2: true. We, I think. Yeah, it's he, fair. It's fair. I think that's the only miss
0: we had. Was not picking Andy up enough and saying, but he had all those. I don't remember. We must have spoken about
2: it. Well, I think he my, had like
0: five podiums in a season, and we're going into a race, a, a format that might deliver. Uh, it might
2: give you more if you're a consistent rider. And he, so he's going to be the man. But I, I think what was interesting was our sort of reflection on the juniors. I think was pretty good as well. You know, they clearly have the pace, and I would guess. I didn't speak to Jackson about this, but my guess is the guy would have been absolutely knackered. You know, if he's been in hospital when he was in Morsi and he's been off the bike, he's been on antibiotics. I don't know if he's had surgery or not, but I know he's had some complaints that sound quite serious. So to lay everything down and then have to pick yourself back up and go again would have been very, very difficult. So I know that when he's back to, should we say, full health, he's going to be right up there. Yeah. And, and Jordan just looked as though it was... Another day on his bike. It was amazing. Like, no fuss. He had that monster lid. And I think he'd you know that press release had come out and he was on, on Monster this weekend. And obviously in that team, it's a it's a very, very high profile team, very high profile teammates. And I'd love to know the dynamic in there because you've got this kid, like tell me I'm wrong, but I'm guessing Loic's paid probably five times what Jordan's paid. And you know, Loic put this brilliant post <laughs> probably out. Probably a lot more you know what than I mean? that. And I, I thought that it was fine. Like Loic put a brilliant post up with, yes. I think he was with his coach saying, trying to swallow the pill, the, you know, the bitter pill that Jordan's just given us or something.
0: Yeah, and, well, he said, he said like he gave him props and then he said, all right, no more gifts. Yeah, yeah. I, He's like, okay, I've helped you enough. <laughs> and I wonder for Jordan, it's like, was there as much pressure because you're racing against Loic and Finn, you're, you're meant to get third in the team. Yeah you're not meant to win the first race no but so he, the expe- what expectations were there actually on his head yeah but it, so i then, think it's
2: perfect because jordan like, just I wants think to that, show you i'm the best and i yeah. don't care what team i'm in i'm going to beat both of you and i think it's going to be a fascinating season because he doesn't pull any punches he's a lovely lad and he just wants to win and he's got that he's got that real hunger and that sort of um aggressive competitiveness you know, that it when seems it seems so, you can see yeah, in his eyes, yeah. I right? like, can right, see I'm, like I'm when he won, he was like, Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've delivered. Like yeah, that's that's yeah. really impressive, really impressive. And and the fact that it's he's able to step into that role that I think we felt as though he could, you know, there was there is going to be these question marks on whether he can start pulling off a streak. Is he going to be the Jet Lawrence of the 450 class in downhill, you know, coming up from the juniors and just going, Right, I've got you covered. I don't know um but it, everyone else will want to keep moving forward we've got we're going straight into another weekend um and i'm sure half the, of instagram posts are saying we go again it's that <laughs> everyone's favorite line to put on instagram um but it, yeah what what do we change i've been thinking of a few things that i want to try and improve from in terms of my support um a lot of, i i think if you're not self critical in this environment then you you're probably not going to be in this environment. Um, no one's going to walk away from there. Probably not even Jordan going, that was perfect. There's probably something to try and get better at. Yeah, yeah, there you always
0: know? is. There's no no ways you would be a pro athlete at that level. The, the way you get there is to be overly self-critical yeah. and yeah. not give yourself enough credit. Yeah. Um, Loic, yeah, so between Loic, I think there were some minute, small... Uh, mistakes or hesitations. um I think, like, I yeah, it wasn't a fluke. Jordan put no, down no, no. one of the Absolutely. best runs yeah. under pressure on a tough track with precision. The the balance between precision and all out aggression that's like one of the finest lines. I think at Mount and you can get away with a bit more aggression in certain
2: places. Yeah, and um, the line choices as well. Yeah, I think line choices. That, so that's that was really impressive. Um, who's the last to yeah. do that then who's the last to go from junior no well so it sounds like it was Volios. I, Volios. I think john
0: lawler was well seemed like one of the first persons on the internet to make us aware of it because i was going to go look it up i knew it wasn't troy yeah um i didn't think it was sam um and 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 from then the list is short it wasn't finn like the other phenom juniors coming up didn't win their first so it's the great nickers for years and for people that are new to the sport this was the GOAT before there was a GOAT. Yeah. Before there was Greg Minard, there was Nikos Vulles. Ten World Champs titles, three as a junior, seven as elite. It's outrageous, back to back. as well. He was, he, he well. was incredible, incredible. incredible at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, Loic Bruni has become, let's call him, the new GOAT of World Champs, and then Greg Minard's been doing it so long. So there's not anyone in the sport minus Nikos Vulles has really done this. No, just phenomenal. So for, yeah, for, that's for, pretty phenomenal. No one in the new age was able to do that. Yeah, so that's really cool for the CV. And uh, I think he's riding on house money now. I mean, could oh, you, I mean amazing. the season's a success? Absolutely, I and that's think- a nice place to be. Yes, he's going to have his own expectations. I want to back it up, yeah. prove the naysayers. But maybe he doesn't. He just like you say now he can ru- now he can run on
2: momentum. I think so, and I think that obviously we've. I'm looking at them as three back-to-back races. They're not quite back-to-back. We've got Leo Gang coming up this weekend, and then I think a weekend off, and then Val de And for a lot of people, you can use that momentum to your advantage. So the people who've had steady weekends, good weekends, like Dakota in ninth, for example, Charlie yeah. in 10th, sort of back end of the top that's, 10, they're like, that's hey, so, that's fine. You know, that's a great start to the
0: season. Perfect man.
2: start. And then the other people, I'd say the, the losers in that respect are the people who haven't made the cut, who would want to be there. Probably Matt is a good example. But also the injuries, it was a real shame. Luke Meyer-Smith, who's come off, you know, the best winter, the hardest worker in the room, won the EDR, what was the EWS, uh, first round, come in absolutely flat firing, and then he breaks his collarbone. He's, whichever way you slice it, He's missing these races. You know, I I think even if you were to get a plate put in it and just try and gut it out, you're not going to turn up to Sol and try and get down there very easily. Um, Gwini, I don't know the extent of that elbow injury, but that was a a nasty looking crash. It
0: doesn't look great. Like they have still got to decide when and how to do the surgery. It could be a quick recovery, but it could be a longer one. Yeah. No, he's not going to. I think he's going to miss the next two. So he'll miss the first three. Then you've got your lie off. Yep. So he can hopefully get back for for worlds world and the champs. other ones, and then Amri Peron, and then Amri he's, that, he's been yeah. he's been bugged by these some of these small and big ones off season. I think he had a collarbone from a motorbike accident. Yeah, and then I spent was, was a with concussion.
2: him. Was this not a head injury? Uh, yeah, this it's a concussion. Just not
0: feeling himself. So hopefully he's back for Leo Gang.
2: Yeah, did you see that crash? I Who, Amri's? Yeah.
0: No, I missed it. You're going to have to
2: send yeah, it to so, me. No, I didn't. Yeah, he was coming into the off-camber, the new off-camber section, and he sort of gets bounced sort of high side and he goes over. But it it looked, yeah, it was a horrible get-off, but it was one of those that was quite interesting that the if the outcome is a head injury, it was interesting to know that was the outcome because he might well have hit his head on a log or a rock because there was, there was a lot of rubble. And during junior, just to go back to sort of, the track um during junior practice I was going down the track with Greg and we'd stopped by the step up bridge and this poor lad kamikazed himself in into the bridge and he was quite badly injured and um Greg was fuming because there was these big rocks just lining the outside of the track on what would be the runoff and it's those again you know Amory could have got caught up in something like that sort of going off track and hitting his head and um, for him to come down, I think he came down in qualifying in 55th. You know, he is still legit qualified. Um, shows that physically he's not where he wants to be. But the pace, he's not a million miles off, you know, but um, because everyone qualified within nine seconds, it, he wasn't miles off the pace just to coast down. But it's a real shame, these head injuries. And Pom Pom obviously still not being there um, with her head injury. There's these people who, who are going to miss is Amory going to be okay for next weekend? I don't know if Pom Pom's coming back at all until Valder Sol or Worlds. I, d- I just don't know.
0: Yeah, that, that age old saying, like you can't win the championship at the first rate, but you can certainly lose it. Unfortunately, with some big losers when you get yeah. injured or you don't qualify, you know, imagine like imagine a flat happens at the next race for someone and you don't qualify two races, but you're like one of the top ten yeah. best riders in the world. That can happen. Um, yeah, and there's absolutely. more chance of it happening with this format.
2: You're adding another race in there. You're adding another yeah. race, so yeah.
0: there is the statistics for that will certainly go up. Yeah, definitely. But uh, no, it was awesome. Like, and then also like, the more we change things, the more they stay the same. You know, a few I know. Of the new juniors were new. That's a change, but then the Frenchies were there. Uh, yeah,
2: it you was. Know? Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was really interesting to see, and the the I'd say that professionalism. It's funny because this whole format is almost geared towards elitism of the sport. And i you know, I'd say that's a positive, but the way that I think there were 190 or 200 uh, elites entered, which is an absolutely massive entry. And the way they'd split A practice and B practice, there was, I think, 189 in A practice so the num- a lot yeah exactly the numbers it's all, i don't know how we've got so many people at a world cup now the numbers seem to be growing and then getting reduced and reduced and reduced sort of funneled down to the final uh yeah. semi and final so from that side of it it's quite it's quite an interesting almost but like said, dynamic
0: yeah you said an interesting word elitism and and we want the professional best people in the world to be rewarded but you certainly are putting more of a divide. From yeah. a guy that's a, between 30 and 60, that is has potential to get there, you're putting a layer in there because now the best riders in the world, that especially are protected, they've earned it if it's fairway. Yeah. They have another race run under the clock. So by the yeah. time they get to Lear Gang, like you know the race season pace, how it creeps up for the season, which yeah, is scary because exactly it looked pretty fast already. I know. So you are putting a little bit more of a barrier between the 30 and 60 um, yeah, I wonder, with, with, uh, with that format.
2: I just wonder whether there could be a way. I imagine you might have the journeyman pro territory where you wouldn't be paid, but the bonus scheme would be lovely if you could get yourself into the final. That would be the way to do it, wouldn't it? I don't know if the funding's there yet because I, I don't believe the prize money's gone up um i don't think what that,
0: through the organization yeah to do, let that happen yeah, that would be epic because i don't know if it's there but maybe because yeah, if you can
2: future. imagine you know that if they paid further down because if they pay pounds per point you know if you if you got some points you got some money that that if you get into that final i i think you know these guys are on live tv they're your show they're the people that are making your broadcast and bringing the money in now i've got nothing i have no idea maybe this is happening maybe i, I have no idea what i'm talking about as ever But that to me is an exciting way to bring people in go, you know what, you make the main event, you get paid. And so you can join a team, maybe not on a salary or on a low salary, knowing if I can back myself up and get myself into the final, then I I can stay in this circus.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. But right now the industry and the bike manufacturers and then people like Eddie Masters and Wynn are like supporting the privateers more than the industry. Yeah, I know. Like they're crowdfunding and i'll donate mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out maybe something to do through the podcast like they're funding a privateer that's got into the final
2: it's fin- it like ro- was roger
0: Vieira i think right roger Vieira yeah, was like,
2: this weekend's yeah sponsor yeah, rider.
0: privateer in there and then this is so random speaking of points because greg was protected and went in there were 31 riders in the final right yeah but the points only go yes. to 30. 30. So did the person that got 31st get no points? Yeah, no points. Yeah, Factually? I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but saw you're that in the final. The, I know.
2: I saw, oh, the, so, I saw it on the, the uh, sheet at the end, yeah.
0: That's okay.
2: But it makes you finish. I, but I, like,
0: you, if you made it into the final and Greg's the guy that is the yes. extra person, then he has a good run. So then you like get 31st. You get no points for an incredible achievement. You should get… 29 points
2: yeah you'd, like you'd 30 points you for 30 and then
0: 29 points it would be nice to be credited or maybe it's yeah. are you sure it's not just the uci like algorithm on the result sheet or what is it factually well, you won't all, get points
2: all i can say is when i look through this you know when you go onto live timing and then it spits out that it's actually a classified result once i check the classified result i'm pretty sure that 31st had zero and i was like that's a bit odd um, but it's top if top thirty pay points, then top thirty pay points. But unfortunately, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. It's you, you don't. It's like a, on a golf scorecard. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you get a seven, but actually you play really well. You still get a seven. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> we I'm ring. Sorry. Yeah, it's a ring. Yeah, ring. Yeah. You literally
0: came down with a flat. We're not giving you any points. Yeah, exactly.
2: So um, no, yeah, fair enough. It's 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 good, and I think for the women, it was interesting. I, I wonder how they're going to take Rachel coming in. Um, because that must be quite hard. The, the women's category, I think they, they cut to 10 for the final. And I don't know what, I'm sure that the the ratios are similar. I think that it ratioed down to like um, a third. I can't remember. I, I did the maths and I, I sort of guessed it was working to a third of the field um, would get through, but it, it would be nice. I I think top 15 for the final might give it a bit more because I think there's some girls that did miss the cut for that final. Like you say, Phoebe yeah, yeah. missed it, and I think Veronica Phoebe
0: missed it. And Veronica missed it, who's yeah. Did handsome. Louise get
2: through? I can't remember whether Louise got through or whether she crashed. Um, Louise Ferguson, uh, i left to look through it. Was show, but it did seem to cut down. You know, I thought the, the girls' field, if you can get into that final, you're in the top 10 in the world. You know, that that's um, a very a very tight cut, should we say, for that final? I think it, it, it
0: is. Good. It definitely is tight for the finals. Yeah. We obviously had someone was protected. O'Valley was probably protected. So Millie was eleventh. So there was eleven in the final. Yeah. Who were you asking about? Uh, Louise Ferguson. No, not not in. Veronica yeah. wasn't in, and yeah. then obviously Phoebe Gale, who qualified fifth. Yeah, uh, this is the juniors coming up. So we did say that we've got juniors coming up. Yeah. And you've technically gone off old data and there's like these juniors are fast enough now to be in the top 10, 15. Yeah, it would be so, nice yeah, to have that, that. That'll be interesting if if the data shows that maybe it should go to 13, 15 and mm. the riders' union can talk to them about that and say, hey, yeah. we're all for having a live broadcast and let's meet in the middle. Like, how are we going to make this work? To, to shorter grow the time female gaps? side of the yeah.
2: sport. I think to grow the women's side of the sport. Yeah, like you're trying great.
0: to grow the sport. And that's a demographic of the sport. We're yeah. showing junior racing and in, in, in the females, and then they have yeah. 10. So the junior women have oh, are allowed 10.
2: The girl who won the junior women. Um, I hope she forgives me. I forget her name. She was running a number five plate. Every time she came past me in practice, I was like, that girl rips she was so great to watch like i really hope that she can get some coverage for her riding because i was like really excited the New
0: zealander reese
2: yeah, yeah i mean she... i was just so excited to watch her ride like when you watch her ride the bike she's just attack she's got like a real attacking style and right. yeah i was like this girl's cool i was watching this number five and then whenever number five came i get my camera out just to film it so i could watch it back you know i was like this is cool to watch her go and uh, as a a father with two daughters i was like this girl rips i don't i'm not sure i want my girls going that quick on a bike but it was pretty really no cool to
0: see. i was thinking how young she looks and she's p- putting down this time down lens hider but yeah there were 10 juniors in the field so maybe that is a talking point for for later yeah and then um yeah i mean Cami, what are what are our thoughts there do you think that's a little bit of not playing it safe but not knowing what race pace Rachel was going to bring to the party.
2: I agree. I think that the girls that are in there for the, the, the championship hunt probably aren't expecting Rachel to race the season because Rachel said to me at the start that she was just doing this so she could qualify for Worlds. I said to Lloydie before we started, I winked at him and said, she'll be here for Leo gang. She'll win this weekend and be here for Leo gang. And he was pulling his hair out. He's like, I haven't got accommodation. I don't know how to get her there. Her flights are booked to go home. And I was like, well, you know, it's, I said to him, it was like, it's a bit like, um, you know, the last dance Michael Jordan says until I've, you know, until I've lost it, you should let me fight to keep it. I just wonder whether Rachel might have that mentality, but probably there will be a time where she's like, I don't want to do the whole season. I think I proved my point. Um, so but. we can't let anyone know what
0: she she hasn't decided because the no, post race no. interview sounded like she was trying to keep to the decision she made unemotionally before winning, and now it's so much harder because the emotion of winning and like why not go again? But she's like not ready physically, so she you know it she will be hard. Risk it. Yeah, it, it will be hard. Some of her, for her for things sure. she said in the post. Yeah, I didn't interview. see
2: that, but I, I guess that um, it will be hard for her. We've we probably had six to eight weeks of good graft. You know, she's worked really well and come a long way in that time. But in the grand scheme of things, she knows that that's a short platform and she's always worried about getting very tired between them. And that if you've got to recover a lot after the, after the semi and you've got, for example, you come down from the semi, you spin your legs off, you're tired, you have a bit of food, you go to have a, maybe a nap up in the truck or something. It's not that long, you know, you've been woken up and say, hey, we've got to get back on here. And it's quite hard to build yourself back up. And I think riders will work out their strategy, whether they keep themselves up. You know, you've warmed mm-hmm. up, You've race, we're going to stay up as it was, um, or whether we're going to come back down and start again. And I know Greg wanted to do, he he, he knew that we discussed the warm up, how it was going to work for semis. And, he, and I was like, are you going to shorten it? What do you think? And he was like, no, same thing. And so he did a
0: full warm up for the finals he, as well.
2: He did the same warm up for finals as the semi. We'll say yeah. that. It was a okay. little bit modified because of the timings to what he has okay. done in the past because he likes a really long warm up. But then yeah. his um his like uh cardiovascular system is is just unbelievable. We were riding up uh we were riding up a road to go and ride a loma on track court day at the end and he was on the trail bike and I was on my e-bike and he was like 125 beats a minute. And I was like, how are you at I'm probably at 125 beats a minute. And I'm in turbo on my e-bike. I I'm, so not allowed, I'm not excuse. allowed to beat Greg
0: up more on this podcast. Uh, Sorry, we won't say anything. Because yeah, like then enough. next time he's like the greatest rider yeah. all around. And no, like, I'm it, not it allowed was,
2: to. But it, I, th- <laughs> I think what I'm saying is that with different um, body types and different engines.
0: No, he's ridiculously fit. I've got yeah. dragged on a road ride at home for a project. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't racing anymore so and i had to prepare for it but dude he r- killed some of these like fit road riders that were proper fit uh, but that, just like w- winked yeah. at me and
2: like killed themselves so. so that aerobic he, side like, yeah, plays he, a part you know how can i recover the aerobic system is very much involved in recovery okay So if you have had your top end high lactate high heart rate acidic acidity as it was in the muscles you come down you need to get back to baseline as quick as you can and it's how can we get back there physically, but then mentally I've given everything I can in almost like this fight or flight response, you know, high adrenaline mm. output um, and there's a come down. And then you've got to bring yourself back up. And I do wonder whether sort of the strategic use of caffeine, for example, right, I, might, I want to perk myself back up now. How's that going to work? Different riders are going to be good at it. Because if you talk to any professional downhill racer, They'll happily do six to eight flat out down runs in a day. That's not a problem. The actual physicality isn't a problem. But I think that the mental approach, when you've laid down a heater and you're like, whew, that was good. That was a race run. Wicked. Nice one. Pat on the back. Back up the top. Let's do that again. That is really, really hard. And, and I think experience will play a big part in that to help them, you know, right, I can do this again.
0: Yeah, who'd you so so I was looking at the semi and I know everyone's excited and they want to see the times. you guys obviously had a plan. I was wondering if some of the riders were hanging around the bottom too long like what's Completely. the time frame of like getting on a spin bike to get the physical recovery and like protein shake and the food you I know your riders would have mapped that up pretty well but is it tough to drag the riders away from the finish area yep. like, how did your run go and shit?
3: You know what? Okay. That's
0: exactly it. Because I, I, he- I like watched him yeah. at the end. I saw Loic doing like the reverse pedals. Yeah. I was like, dude, Just someone go. can tell you there's results. You should be out of here. Well, conserving
2: Ronan, energy. Yeah, Ronan was exactly that. He got to the bottom and he was like sort of chewing over his run because – Ronan, I think, ended up – he was 18th maybe in semis and 22nd in finals. Oh, that was
0: cool, by the way. He, he deserves a little shout-out because we were like, can he yeah, on the exactly, bike enough? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: And and if credit to him because uh, in classic Ronan fashion, he came through that V section in the rocks and just ripped the timing chip straight off. And, you know, they obviously had to go to, like, the, the secondary timing or whatever to make sure they got his time. But um, he put in a really consistent race. But he was at the bottom after semis spinning his legs. And I was just walking through and I was like – you do not need to be here. You need to be on that trail bike, swap your trail bike out with your mechanic and just disappear around the lake. Because at Lenzer you maybe 100 meters from the finish line, you can go through a tunnel and then you're on this pan flat bridleway that runs around this beautiful lake. And we were using that all the time for spinning down. And you can get away from everyone, spin your legs back to the truck through sort of the back exit and then, yeah. you know, cool down. But uh, it would be very easy if you're on and like a model, hot race,
0: hey? Eh? Like if you're yeah. in the sun too much, it's just all draining, right? And then that your physical draining affects the mental, and vice versa. Yeah, it's gonna be. I don't know. I was thinking about that. I was like, sure. Yeah, you, I remember yeah. back in the day doing the two run format, very challenging.
2: Um, when was each that? Rider will, you're showing so your age, Mister Neveling.
0: I am old, but I um I chatted to Martin about it because he, but even Mister Stats didn't know. Because it is quite long ago, and he had to dig through. So in 2008, it was the same day. 2009 is when the different, yeah. the final went to a different day to the quali.
2: I was going to say 07, 08. I yeah. thought it was about so that.
0: 08 was still the same day. Wow, so I That's went and checked in though. that because we all didn't know in the last podcast because yeah. it was so long yeah. ago. But it's yeah. not the most foreign thing. They've added another race, but we've done two races in a day.
2: I think it that, was great. It can be done. Yeah, I think and also yeah. bear in mind if you're a spectator, you're yeah, entertained sick, huh? all day. It's it was really good from a spectator's point of view. Um it would be it would be a good day. I think that you can turn up with a the family. There was a lot going on. You'd be entertained and and I thought that was really positive from for the sport, you know, I think bringing cool. people into the venue, you'll be entertained all day. It's not like what, do you remember when it was 80 qualifiers and the race started and with all due respect to the guys who were 80th to 40th, I don't think the public necessarily knew the names or knew the riders. And it was, you know, it was like, it, it wasn't a steady build to it. the crescendo sort of started for them from the top 30. Yeah, that's onwards. totally fair. And so. then if you think
0: about in person, so they may be making the in-person product better. And you yep. go up to the top, depending on what I need to help with, maybe I could watch the semi on course quickly on the side, yeah, and watch guys fastest races in the world under race conditions, exactly. not time training, and then be at the bottom to watch the top thirty from the screen and watch the full run or you know depends. So yeah, so that was definitely cool. I think we must still care on bring up the positives. Then there's obviously the teething issues, the strategy that's gonna play out. Like, it it was very, 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 very exciting. I think in the women's, Tane was obviously physically and I think mentally, emotionally trained to do two, but she'll get better over time. Yeah. Um, Valley, I mean, crashing in semis. I know. Must have been a little bit like warning signs. Oh, I'm doing the crashing thing again. But it was just an unlucky bobble in that rock section. So that was awesome. So she bounces back, puts down a good run, and, you know, Without, without Rachel there, it's going to look like a better run. But Nina, I mean, you're in that paddock a lot. That's a pretty gutsy ride. She had a knee injury, right?
2: Yeah, that was. Um, I it, I don't know the extent of it, but there was a question on meniscus and ligament damage just because of the way she stomped her foot I, again. I, she comes over the rocks. I don't know if you've seen the crash, but she sort of stomps her foot down, and the foot twists and um, sort of laterally hyperextends her leg. So. I think she was in a lot of pain and she's a really gutsy rider. She really is determined, you know, and it was, it was funny earlier on in the week, she was pushing up to a section truck I was on to come under the bridge and do this triple. And PT was pushing her bike up and she was doing it again. And uh, just the attitude of it, I was like, wow, she's not giving in here. She wants to get it done. And she sets off and all we hear is like this massive clang and a, and a massive scream and I put my head in my hands, and I'm like, oh no, she's had a big one, because that triple's quite difficult to do, you have to almost land it like a dirt jump, you have to push the bike into a very short landing, and I was really concerned, and I rode down, and Petey was there, and I was like, she screamed, and he was like, she was just angry, she, she was just angry, she's fine, was she's like, frustrated, oh. yeah, she's just frustrated, Amazing. she got it, but it's that sort of, um, sort of, I think you call it bulldog spirit that she's definitely got, and so to see yeah. her at the, in the final, yeah, yeah it was it, that was really cool. So I was I was very happy for her to see that.
0: No, I enjoyed the women's race. Obviously, Rachel's like cherry on the top, and what it, like celebrate story. I think Cammy looked a little untidy, so it's maybe pushing too hard, and then you just like compound these tiny errors yeah. there, kind of like some of the guys in the in the men. So like overview, just everyone excited to be back at the races like what is the overview feeling um, yeah
2: it was was good that um i'd say that everyone was excited to be back there it was like finally we're here you had those sort of funny conversations where you'd see like mechanics that you know but you don't you know they're not your friends but you know them quite well it was like how was your winter that classic question and then (laughs) we're sort of all everyone was excited we're all unsure on necessarily where we had to be and when we had to be there but we're all trying to be super prepared and in the end I think everyone thought it worked really well I was like from my point of view it it was incredibly busy Um, there's a lot going on maybe more so than previously and I can only think that's a good thing because it means that there's a constant flow and the riders all seem to be happy and I just to me, it all comes back to that track. Lenzerheide High was a brilliant track. It was great to race on, but I do think... Uh Sorry, I just lost you there. Sorry, you were saying really, really busy. Uh, I was I was just saying personally, from my point of view, it was really busy, Um, maybe more so than previously, just with the way they changed the, the juniors were qualifying when the elites were sort of practicing after. So I felt there was maybe a bit of conflict where... Trying to be in two places at once, but I think if you're if you're busy in that respect, it can only be good because the product is you know is there. There's a lot more going on. All the riders seem happy, and I do think it. To me, it still boils down to the track. You know, Lensa Hyde was a great track. Uh, it had some great sections in it. it had some thought provoking. Where do I go here? And I just hope that we can adapt the tracks and progress them, and not just go back to taping out the same the same hillside all the time. I do think the riders will be pumped up and excited to get on something that will develop through the weekend. And I'd love to see that challenge um, and aspect of the sport, you know, stay stay relevant.
0: Yeah, I think that's critical and good feedback. I mean, a happy rider is going to put on a better show and a better show is going to help yeah. this new organization. new broadcast going to help these mechanics, you know. Dealing with a grumpy rider that's got to go down a beat track yeah, um, exactly. three times now. So, yeah, I think that's fair. I don't want to uh, slip up. And I, I think uh, Angel was really good as well. I think on the, on the new bike, his pace is right there. Yeah, I know it's racing. I just He's just going to that sort of shitty luck phase. I know part of crashing is rider error but also it's kind of pushing the limits of you know, this it was three run format. So I thought I'm like really puncture. stoked to see him there on a new bike up
2: to pace. Yeah. I wonder whether he burped a tire, you know, because I'd sort of, I thought he had a puncture. And as he came into that section, it looked as though the bike was pushing. So I don't know whether he burped a tire that caused him to come down like that, but his, his pace at the top, especially, he was the first one that I know of. I might be wrong here in the very first corner there was a right-hander through these rocks and he was actually doubling out. Yeah,
0: I saw that. Oh. Really cool. Yeah, he Danny a lot tried of it, he
2: said, and he said, I cased it. I'm not doing that again. And yeah, was it like, like, wow. wasn't going to be consistent. Yeah. No,
0: that was like, you need be really finicky and precise and have your good yeah. touch to get that. I thought Luca was also showing speed. Troy was right. There was a lot of guys that didn't lose it at the first race. And like, that's just a good enough start. Yes, you would want a so, podium, but yeah. we just, there's two juniors ahead of you. They yeah. weren't there. Yeah. So, like an eighth place was a sixth place last year. This is that's it. something to consider it's, it's, for that's for, a really for elite rider.
2: That's a really good point. I think that's that could easily be overlooked. You know, you've essentially going to get shuffled back two if you stay where you were last year, which is quite an interesting. If you were fifth, that's you know you've gone from being on the podium to being off the podium. So that's that's very interesting because I think yeah. was, was Jackson uh sick. six, six. Yeah. he was six
0: jordan first so yeah. so there you go so your, you seven, your guys i mean been, charlie was 10th or whatever or yeah. danny's 12th yeah you're like very disappointed but 10th sounds a lot better than 12th yeah and then you look at the times i think if you can really help a rider be really honest about the time differential yeah well, and not the placing i think it could help their confidence maybe going into the to the next race which yeah i'll try get this out everyone that's listening to this like get it get it down your uh, ears because we're on to lear gang almost as you listen to this as alan said you might listen to this hopefully on a tuesday wednesday the riders already track walking or watching juniors like it's it's a quick turnaround
2: i i flew back that night um just to i want to spend a couple of days with my family really so i've just dropped the kids off at school and then tomorrow uh my daughter's sports day so obviously as a Dad who works in professional sport, I'm gonna be a nightmare on her sports day. <laughs> and then <laughs> I can't I can't wait. imagine. Are you gonna side No, I'm gonna be I'm literally she's gonna sideline coach. Yeah, bringing her turbo trainer along just to get ready for the uh, first yeah, yeah. of the day. Um and then literally I, I go to Heathrow after that. So it's it's I'm quite excited about uh having a couple of days I haven't going back out. And I know a lot of guys are sort of traveling straight across. Um, and we're straight back in so it i think like we touched on earlier in terms of momentum i think it's fantastic in terms of the sport i think it's really good to keep keep these races being more regular no one wants a month gap between races and um yeah i can't wait and you'll be in lear gang too i've got some presents for you that uh, got dropped off of my house so uh, lovely i look forward to bringing them out i hope there's
0: some of my golf kit but um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we can't speak about everyone. Uh, I I think in all in all, it was a win. Um, we didn't speak about Sam Hill. I think I was going to say, when you're talking about loam tracks and adapting Mm, and lines and getting up to speed quick, old style tracks definitely would have suited him better. Flat pedals are not the easiest to ride on these new style tracks. So I just think the sport's better having him there. So I hope he finds some of that speed he needs, which I think is possible but it might be the tracks that are keeping him back as well Is my, maybe my ending thought on that. How epic that he's back there as well. That was cool. Doing a full season. I mean, he's a fan favorite. Definitely.
2: He he only brings, it's only positive to have him there. So yeah, yeah, I I look forward to look forward to seeing him rip at Leo gang for sure.
0: Well, guys, that was your crank brothers race review. Thanks so much to Alan crank brothers. As you can hear, they're synonymous with downhill racing. They've got the 12 years in a row winning Elite World Champs wins with a Mallet DH pedal. Just think about that. They got a good chance to do it this year again, but they just went 1-1 one, one in the women's and men's Elite feed because Jordan Williams is on those pedals, and so is Rachel Atherton. Will we see it, gang Who knows? But uh, Alan will be there. Sven Martin, the photographer for Crank Brothers. I can't wait to see the messages he gives on what me and Alan didn't speak about, yes. which one of them was... A rumor of a team manager uh, bust up, so maybe I'll get some of that that gossip for you guys. But till the next one, this was the Crank Brothers race review. Send me and Ellen a message with some kind feedback, please. <laughs> and so, uh, cheers, guys. Peace Thank till you. the next one. Cheers, Andrew. Why don't we go hear from some of the riders? Thanks so much to Sven Martin, who was on the show in the last episode and is an awesome contributor to the world cup circuit works so hard it's insane and also thanks to Miss Spent summers go check out their website MisspentSummers.com. they have some awesome content and you can also find these rider interviews there
4: you said yesterday you said yesterday you definitely 100 could not go faster
5: yeah. No, 100% didn't think I could. And then I said to Dan, like, my brother texted him somewhere, I was like, like that's it, I'm not going for the win, I just need to do the same again, like solid, breathe, smooth, let off the brakes in the corners, and I don't need to win, I just want to be like top three. Like, that would have been sick. i have been so buzzing. And then Affy was like, it's just about the points, and he, he thought it was like all added up together, like all the semi-final and final added together. I was like, no, dude, it's just one race, it's like normal. And then I was like, oh, is it? Is it added? Anyway, no one knows what's going on. I, I just can't. I, I want to feel more emotional. I just feel, like, pretty flat.
4: Is this uh, one of the harder wins, would you say, or is it more of a surprising win?
5: Uh, no, I think because I, I didn't think I could win. You know, like, I was a little sick earlier, but normally, like, you're like, all right, it's on. Like, it's fucking on. And you're, like, I'm, you're going for the win, and, like, you're going to lay it all down, and it's going to be loose, and you're going to go fast. And today I was like, it's just solid, like I don't wanna get hurt and I just I don't need to win. And so I didn't I felt nervous but I was more like tired. Because of yeah. the two race format bullshit, sorry, the, the, it's rubbish.
4: The flat, <laughs> the flat tire in practice is probably a blessing in disguise. Saved your energy yeah, on that.
5: yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like you, you think, oh, I'm going to do a chiller run, like look at the lines, cruise, and you get on track. You're like, woohoo, let's go, go, go! Because you can't. This track's hard. Like you can't ride your lines slow. Like you have to be pinned to make it on the off-camera and stuff. So it's like hard. <laughs> like my body is fatigued. These girls have got to go again next week. I'm going so home.
4: Are you <laughs> even with the wind? You're not changing your mind.
5: I don't know, Lloyd. Has How to- to- Lloyd, no. hasn't got enough accommodation, there's not enough beds, like, it's I logistical I think if you win a World Cup, Lloyd, <laughs> no, he might be sleeping on the floor you would not be happy if I say I want to go next week, he'd be like, there's no space, no beds What do you want to do? I'm, I just want to go home and... <laughs> I, I retire now, that's it, done, see yeah, ya well, William? Nah, fuck that Good, <laughs> good job
4: Tammy I think when everyone saw this new race format, you, like, immediately became the favourite and then you started off the week as the favorite yet again um how was your race
6: it was good like it was hard to know how hard i should push like i knew i like i wanted to be in 308
4: yeah
6: and i wanted to be faster but not over pushed as well like what was your time sorry three or eight. so yeah. everything was exactly that like, i i thought it would be so that's good but i guess i was making a little bit too many little mistakes at the top yeah and uh that wasn't enough but i mean I'm happy with the time and the run and it was a really good weekend so I can't really complain but it's always hard when <laughs> you ended second already last year I was and I just wanted so bad to Especially win in front of the yeah home. for sure. But at the end of the day I had three really good solid runs so I can't complain.
4: And you're you're um you known to do the least runs one of the people do the least runs
6: and i have um, to do more now <laughs> and, and you even did like two training runs this morning no just
4: only
6: the one. One. Just the one yeah but i was cruising but even though like this so, morning was super hard like i i'm not used I, I don't like to ride so early that's why i went all only at ah, 11 yeah, yeah. last year yeah yeah so it was like my body was still sleeping like i tried to wake up at six and do everything i can so i was feeling good but yeah it was just yeah, it was hard this morning.
4: Yeah. Well, second, if it's hard, is definitely a good way to end the weekend. Though. No,
6: for sure. It's so hard to find the and energy. You would have got
4: good points.
6: I'm just ten points behind uh, Rachel. Okay.
4: Yeah. yeah. So it's tight. Um, about Rachel, <laughs> were you surprised that it was her that
6: beat you? Nah. When I saw quali and Semi run, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, she was uh, used to win all the races by 15 seconds. So. Yeah. I mean, I know she's a legend. When you can ride bikes, you don't forget how to ride. It was just, for sure, she's not as well prepared as she used to, but she's still like super good on a bike. So I'm, I mean, I'm proud to be just that far behind her.
4: How many wins in a row have you had a Leo gang?
6: Uh, Three, (laughs) (laughs) so. See you next week. Yeah. (laughs) Bye
4: bye. You're so calm
6: in your riding and,
4: and now what, like, did you know you want a good one? Like. Just give us some feedback on your run and then coming into the finish area.
3: Yeah, I got to the bottom and I was like, that's the best I got. Like, if anyone beats that, then fair play. It's always good when you have a run like that. Yeah, I, I don't really like Lens Hyde, but I think I do now. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, you hit a tree here before, I remember.
3: Yeah, last year I hit a tree, and then yeah, this year. Then... And then um, winning your first World Cup, first person to do so, I think,
4: in the Elite Men.
3: Yeah, first Elite World Cup, and to win it is just, I like, at least you don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, where do I go? Like, yeah, what? first
4: what? You don't know what to do.
3: <sighs> yeah, wow. What
4: was the first face you saw when you crossed the line? Who's the first face you saw?
3: Uh, Probably Loic, because he was the last rider, so. Yeah. Yeah, Loic is just insane. He's such a machine. See him in the pits is like, what the hell? And then
4: uh, the, sitting on the hot seat, a couple more riders coming down.
3: Sitting on the hot seat is the worst bit. Like, you sat there, like. Someone's gonna beat me, in, and then and they there was didn't, a couple of greens then...
4: while you were sat there.
3: Yeah, I think Loic was point something up at the first split, and I was like, "Why wow, he's done it?" But then,
4: and you know how you rode there, and you could see how they rode. We, was there sometimes inside you like, "Oh yeah," because I saw Loic lost a bit of like yeah. there's a little GR to the little uprise thing. Yeah, and I think,
3: fuck. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I did it the best I could. So that's all I had.
4: So you can't really celebrate because we've got league again next weekend, but what's on the cards tonight? You've got a big crew here with you.
3: Yeah, no, I'll be celebrating.
4: Oh, you'll celebrating.
3: I'll focus on next week, next week.
4: Oh,
7: yeah. Yeah, there we go. a perfect answer. Yeah. Loic, good to see you all smart. you bring me. it back? The beer? No, the slideshow. Did you do it down all last year? I didn't know, but you never came to see me. No, so. you definitely
4: got some interviews. Don't talk shit. Don't talk so. shit.
7: I don't don't I don't talk shit. Don't. Okay. Well, I'll send you the link. Okay. I uh, better
4: check. <laughs> um, it's good to see Smiles and strong and healthy, not a better
7: start than any last couple of seasons. Nah, for sure, like the start, when you start in top three is like the best you can hope for. Obviously, I wish I could have won today, but... Yeah. No, you, were, won. you were close, and you lost a tiny bit. Yeah, I feel like I overdid it a little bit. I rode the uh, not so conservative, which maybe wasn't the solution, but in the end, I, I had so much fun, honestly, I pushed yeah. and the track was running oh, still good. Still <laughs> stay stay and fuck, we got beaten by a super young crew for his first World Cup, so that's pretty tough, but uh, impressive. 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 Does that, um,
4: like, what was your thoughts when you first heard he's joining the team? Were you like, yeah, because now this team's stronger, or you're like, fuck? No,
7: I wasn't so stuck because I really liked the small team. Like, we had yeah. just yeah, yeah. a really cool little crew, and then I didn't, I was always scared of someone new coming in, but they actually fitting in really nice with Nate, the mechanic. And I think it's super strong, so it's only gonna lift us up. And uh, obviously, now you won on the old bike and stuff, so we have to uh, wake up a bit. But uh, it's so
1: fast, man. It's
7: crazy. And
4: Finn, um, this new race format, uh, how, how did it feel to you, physically and body wise? And...
1: To be honest, really good. I trained all winter for this, and like this is my first look at it because I wasn't in Lourdes. This is like my first race since last year in Mont Saint Anne. Well, race, because I crashed in Worlds, missed Val de Sol. I yeah, did yeah. one race this offseason right. and I crashed. So I was like, kind of just trying to be consistent it's one of those things where it's like I felt good all weekend and in practice I knew I had the speed but I just was missing that like final piece today where it was like one second you know you make three mistakes and it's gone so I was like a little bit frustrated because I know I have one more level than this and like I can ride faster than this consistently but it's insane we have Loic in third and goddamn jordan just won his first elite world cup ever i think it might be the first time it's, I, it's done. the first time
4: nico has is... gone from junior it's world champs to elite world champs
1: but not world cup he might do that too man he might do that too. it's like to be honest it's it's pretty incredible and you just asked Loic about how it feels to have somebody joining the team and like i love the small team because me him jack and kevin laurent yeah. we've been together for eight years yeah. and it's never changed that core of the team but him and Nate fit in nicely Jordan's a really good kid and like he's very respectful and he knows how talented he is yeah. but he still shows like even in his interview just then he showed respect to be like you see the other guy the older riders and you see Loic and I'm um, you know yeah. he just won his first world cup but like it's a really cool cool team I'm stoked and uh, the
4: crowd you, do you hear, and does it give you any inkling of where you are in the splits, based on cu- c- crowd response, especially when you get to that finish area?
1: I was kind of listening, not listening for it, but I thought maybe I heard something at the lower section. I was like, fuck, I'm on, because people were, like, really yeah, yeah. yelling. Yeah. And normally people know, but today I just, like like I said, I just didn't have the, the last step. Like, it was just good, consistent run. I could have done it. Like, it was, like, my qualifying that run I probably could have done two more times. Yeah. But it's just, like finding the groove in this new format and finding the groove in racing again because it's been since it's been nine months so but i'm happy to be on the podium team of the day first time since i've no first time since i was in junior we've been team of the day and this is what laurent wanted by adding another rider and look at that first day it's insane laurent's a genius he is a genius
0: During my racing years and even now, I take my health and nutrition pretty seriously. It was so difficult though to stick to some sort of routine and remember to take all those necessary supplements. Then I found Athletic Greens. I'm so excited to partner with them personally and for this podcast. I actually started taking AG1 long before this partnership even came about. So what is this stuff? Think of AG1 as your all-in-one health insurance. I know I do. I've never been one for taking a million different supplements or vitamins. So this is just the perfect all-in-one solution for me. I actually look forward to taking it. I do it first thing in the morning. I feel more alert and focused, and now I'm taking care of my body and health. I feel energized to get my day going. So check this out. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery and helps enhance your focus. It contains less than 1 gram of sugar, no GMOs, none of that nasty chemicals or artificial anything, all while still tasting good. Let's be honest, we all know we don't eat enough vegetables or consume the healthiest meals some of the time, especially when we get busy. We all want something quick and easy which will help us in life. AG1 supports better sleep quality recovery, mental clarity and alertness. Now I don't care what you do, I think we all can agree this is super important. AG1 is trusted by so many professional athletes and health experts. To make trying it easy, Athletic Greens is gonna give you a free one year supply of immune supporting and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash moving the needle Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash moving the needle to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The links will be in the show notes as well.